You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. And welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Loop Podcast, episode 71. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And we are back here doing a little bit of Star Trek. I almost said Star Wars. Well, why did both have to be starting with Star? Well, yeah. they're in space. That's where the stars are. I guess. Um, last episode, we did the search for Spock. This episode, we are doing the voyage home, which is Star Trek Four. And then, uh, but but before we get into that movie, Andy, what the hell have you been watching? I don't know, nothing worth discussing too much. Oh, I watched Spider-Man Into the uh, Spider-Verse, which you watched last week, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was crazy good. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's beautiful and beautifully animated, that is, and it's an interesting story and blah, blah, blah. Um, I watched Eating Raul, a dark comedy from... The early 80s or the late 70s i don't know um white heat a classic gangster film starring james cagney and he's a very very scary man in it mm-hmm. uh late spring a ozu movie for japan one of his best cons- they say uh and the face of another another japanese movie it's a semi sci-fi movie but it's very 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 existential it's about a guy whose face gets all messed up and they make him a mask nice You've been into that uh, Japanese kick lately. Yeah, I, I mean, I always am. I always watch a lot of Japanese movies. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you watching that through a streaming service, or did you buy a bunch of uh, Blu-rays or DVDs? Uh, I watched all of that on the Criterion channel, but I did buy, um, anyone listening, both Arrow Video and Criterion are half off at Barnes & Noble right now. And I ordered a bunch, but I can't watch them right now because my... I, I'm getting new carpet, so my whole TV room is like taken apart. So I have nothing to watch discs on. I just have my bedroom TV with the uh, with Criterion Channel, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Isn't your computer in the living room? Uh, it's like one room off of it. Oh, okay. I was gonna be like, would you move your computer and your audio <laughs> equipment to another room to do this podcast? No, yeah, I'm on my uh, uh my. I don't know, Virtual Boy. I was trying to figure out what would be funniest. but <laughs> I mean, that was kind of funny. Sega Pico. Commodore, whatever. Um, I did a lot more watching than I did ever, I think, on this show. Usually it's like one or two things. I watched a lot of things. Uh, I watched Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, Andy, if you haven't seen that show yet, I actually recommend it to you. I think you should. Uh, they're like eight episodes per season. I watched most of the first season. Yeah, it's real good. And three is fucking amazing. There's Russians in it. So <laughs> can't go wrong when, you know, the bad guys are the Russians, especially in the 80s. Um, Today, actually, I watched a bunch of paranormal activity movies because they were on uh, TV and I just was just had them on in the background. 
And I want to say, like, yeah, the shitty found footage movies, but they did have, like, a universe, in a way, uh, with the cult members and shit. It's kind of interesting a little bit. They, they actually have story to it. It's not just, you know, there people are trapped in the house and there's a ghost and stuff. Like, there's a demons, there's a cult uh, family group going on here. Uh, it, but pretty much after paranormal um i think the ghost dimension or something like that uh it's when the story kind of falls apart there i believe the next one is when they uh they go to like an apartment building in the ghetto and shit and like i don't know get it gets weird how many of them are there four or five uh i believe six. Oh, never mind yeah, I think there's Paranormal Activity 4, and then it goes into, like, you know, Ghost Dimension, and then whatever the last one I watched. I didn't... Jeez, you watched all of them, huh? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Uh, But then, you know, out of interesting, I watched uh, Miami Connection for, like, the thousandth time. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was on It was on uh, my smart TV, and I was like, oh, cool. Fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch that shit. Uh, if anybody's not into bad, good movies, uh, Miami Connection's way up there. With, uh, what was that movie that we watched on uh, Big Trouble? Was it Hollywood something? Hollywood Cop? Cop? Yep, Hollywood Cop. It's on the it's on the wavelengths of that, kinda. Miami Connection is considered one of the best ones. Like that, and Samurai Cop, and Deadly Prey, and I guess The Room, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went on the 80s kick after Miami Connection. I watched 48 Hours, another 48 Hours, Risky Business. Uh, a Few Good Men is not 80s, but it has Tom Cruise in there. He was, you know, a star in the 80s. Uh, Top Gun, and then I watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day, because that's the best Terminator film ever. Mm-hmm. End of story. It's one of the best sequels ever made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it went downhill from there. But I still love the franchise. Alrighty. I think we are ready to get into some Star Trek. Star Trek for the voyage home. Um, I do want to make a connection here uh, with Star Trek and Planet of the Apes. I don't know why, but it feels like every sci-fi movie, like, when they're in the future or, you know, something's, like, out of the ordinary, like, they have to go to the current present time. Yeah. And I will say Star Trek versus the Planet of the Apes one, I like the Star Trek one more. Oh, yeah. Because of the, you know cast obviously they all did <laughs> it the comedy hit more on this film than the planet of the apes one uh kind of give like a quick plot alien probe comes out of nowhere uh starts to like destroy the earth and kirk and everybody has to go in the klingon ship because they're still exiled and you know they're about to get a uh, sentence for all the shit that they did in the last movie and uh, they go back in time to present time, and they have to bring whales <laughs> back to the uh, the 23rd century, and pretty much 
make the alien probe go away. They don't really explain anything at all. Just that the alien probe communicates with whales. And, uh... Yeah, they explain it. The, the probe the probe came to find why... What happened to the whales. The, the whales haven't communicated with them in, like, 2,000 years. And it came to be like, hey, where are the whales at? But they're dead, because mankind killed them. Yeah. So was this, like, a... Like a, a film just to go, hey, we need to save the whales. Was that their message? That was popular in the 80s. Um, like, I think I think they're using save the whales as more of a save the planet kind of thing. They're, they're using the one message and it's supposed you're, you're supposed to make the jump to, oh, we need to take pay, take care of this planet or we're going to fuck it up mm -hmm. or we're doomed. Of course, they're like a sci fi doomed and you know more realistically we're like a i don't know how to put it realistically climate change doomed no i'm not a scientist yeah i mean they did definitely you know save the environment kind of thing um the city was san francisco which was pretty cool to see uh you know the golden gate bridge and they didn't go to like there was not a lot of city to, per se no not really uh they just showed the skyline uh the, the bridge and then they went to golden gate bridge park is that's where they parked their klingon ship because they still had the camouflage yeah but it's still just like the one green field you don't see a lot of golden gate park um i think when uh the the whaleologist or whatever picks them up they're walking along fisherman's wharf maybe i don't know if that's what it is or not though mm-hmm Speaking of, uh, you know, the well-ologists, um... Obviously, that's not the right word. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> uh, Catherine Hicks. If you remember in the first film that we watched on Star Trek, I said that, uh, the father from Seventh Heaven was in this. Well, the mother from Seventh Heaven is in this <laughs> Star Trek. Which... Oh, I didn't realize that. I actually tried to find, hey, was she ever in anything else? And I tried to look it up. I didn't find it. Child's Play. She was the mom. The first oh. one. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, again, all these people uh, from, like, TV shows and, like, movies, like, known actors. I mean, I'm not saying that William Shatner and all those are not known actors, but people like that want like, like how it today like everybody wants to be in star wars film like i sure i feel like you know a lot of people wanted to be in star trek and that's you know they got the chance to do that uh katherine hicks and you know the other dude from seventh heaven um i thought spock was amazing in this film his comedy was just fucking <laughs> on point yeah, they got to like redo like a lot of the the series kind of jokes because it's like Spock's not himself again yet at the beginning of the movie, mm -hmm. and as the movie goes on, he's kind of like relearning how to be Spock, so they get to do a lot of the same dumb jokes. But it really works. Like this movie's supposed to be more comedic, and on the face of it, it's like, oh, that's not what I want out of Star Trek. That sounds stupid. But I mean, a lot of the jokes land really well. The movie's pretty well written. For what they were trying to do, they really do get it across. There's still, like, some interesting action and stuff. But, yeah, uh, Spock has always been, like, the ultimate foil. He's the best. 
and uh, like everyone else, I love I love all the stuff with uh, Chekhov is the one that they send to find the nuclear nuclear vessels, the, the vessels, and and he gets captured, and they think he's a Russian. I mean, he is a Russian, but mm-hmm. but in the eighties, the he they think he's a Russian. There's there's a lot of like really stupid, obvious jokes, but they they really. They use them really well. It, it's a well-written movie. I already said it, but I'll say it again. Now, I, if I remember correctly, especially the Next Generation TV show, they've always had a like villain or an enemy that they're facing, right? Like there was always a storyline that this big bad villain, like the Borg, the Klingons. Um, I guess I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen the original series really, but I have seen Next Generation and. In Star Trek, you don't always need a, a BBEG. You don't need a main baddie. Sometimes there's just a problem, and that's what this movie is. is it, I mean, the probe, I guess, but it's an unmanned, big flying hunk of metal with a question mark. I don't know what it's made out of. They don't really elaborate on it, but mm-hmm. this is a problem. That's the bad guy, and I think it works out a lot better. And I also like that there's no, like, I mean, with the exception of at the end where they see the whaling vessel, there's no like comically evil um, people in the eighties. It's just some of them are like, you know, like the the soldiers on the USS Enterprise and stuff like that. They they don't. They're just doing their jobs. They're not. They're not evil. They're not bad people. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They don't do that. Like in the in Planet of the Apes, Escape from Planet of the Apes, they have like the 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 um, I can't remember what his position was. Science science guy he reported the president and he's just like evil for no reason he just wants them murdered and it just doesn't make any sense and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't land but in this movie they said human beings don't act like that that's ridiculous and they just wrote a bunch of real people who have to solve a problem mm-hmm. it works way better yeah everybody really you know hit the you know spot on uh with comedy ahora was pretty decent. She didn't have much of a comedy. Like the only thing she made me chuckle about was when you know Chekhov was obviously uh, you know asking the cop you know where the nuclear vessel is, and then like she's like nobody's saying anything, and then she's like goes finds a, a you know a citizen and asks her and everything. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have a comedy skit as like the rest of them. Like McCoy had had you know. <laughs> Sulu didn't really either. Sulu barely is it. like he just like talks to that guy about the helicopter, and hmm. then he just has a helicopter. Yeah. Well, there was times where you're just like, yeah, this is a uh, pretty old. You know, I'm just you know brushing up on my stuff. Like, yeah, he he wasn't in a lot. Uh, Scotty was a big thing where he was a professor and getting the uh, glass. Uh, I do like the part where McCoy's like, you know, you're changing uh, the future, right? And he's like, well, maybe he invented it. <laughs> of course, every time someone sees this movie that's familiar with Star Trek, you got to be thinking like, isn't this against like the temporal time directive? Aren't they? Is, isn't this unethical? Or, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know if that was a thing in the original Star Trek. But it, it is interesting because it brings up a lot of ethical like, oh, they're solving a problem. They're saving the future. But at at the cost of altering the past, arguably, like they get back and nothing's different. So, mm-hmm. um, 
what, what else can I say? Uh, you know, obviously William Shatner's Kirk was just good. <laughs> yeah, him and Spock are a good duo, good chemistry. Uh, yeah. I do like that Spock looked like a you know a super hippie. With yeah, he's in that robe the whole movie. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. And like he was so like a sore thumb and stuff, and I. I I laughed out loud when they were in the truck and they were you know trying to say uh, she was like oh do you want Italian and like Kirk and Spock was like no yes no yes I don't know I don't know why I laughed at it because me me picturing Spock in like a restaurant was kind of interesting and I kind of wish that they did bring Spock to a restaurant but I don't know, that's just me. Mm. My like if, for the sake of the plot, it made more sense for just the two of them to sit there. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So they. They how they find the whales was pretty funny too. Like, uh, Kirk saw the advertisement of uh, what was it, Gracie and what, George and Gracie. George, I think, yeah. Yeah, and he's you know like I found these whales, and Spock is like, "How'd you do that?" He's like, oh, "The logical thing." Uh, so, you know, they, they go to this place, it's like an institute or something, and she's take care, taking care of the whales. What'd you think of the bus scene with the, the punk rocker and her radio? <laughs> oh, I laughed. I thought, that was, I thought it was good. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, there was not a lot of serious parts. The only serious parts was, uh, the beginning, when the alien probe came, and then... When they, you know, you know, they're getting the whales uh, from the uh, the hunters in Alaska, which, by the way, I thought that they were gonna zap or something like that, or at least sink the ship. But yeah, I wondered, I wondered that because I couldn't remember what happened. I was like, did they attack this vessel? But they don't. They just scared off. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because in today's world with cell phones, like people would be. Uh, you know, taking pictures and videos and stuff, and these people are just like, holy shit, <laughs> need to fucking get away from this shit. Uh, but, like, the seriousness was, like, the beginning and in the end. In the middle was just tons and tons of comedy, and I don't know, I... I tons of fun, I would say, because some of it, some of it's just, like, it's not comedy, it's like, uh, like, Chekhov trying to escape the and there's like a, a fun scene where they're like trying to get him and he falls and gets critically injured i don't know but it's it's like it's like fun stuff in the in the hospital and stuff it's not necessarily comedy but yeah a lot of it's gravity comedy. um it's still an adventure movie i think first yeah i i like when mccoy is going through the hospital and he's like this is <laughs> like medieval shit or spanish spanish <laughs> like super upset about it it's really funny yeah, he, he, like always, Bones is a fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite. What didn't you like about this movie? There's parts of it, like at the beginning, over the credits, I swear it sounds like it's like Christmas music or something. Mm -hmm. Throughout, I don't really dig the music in this movie that much. I agree. Fine, in most places, like it's, it's inoffensive, but whenever i notice it i'm noticing it because it seems jarring or i don't like it or something um i don't like that you never get a good look at um 
20 the 23rd century it's always just dark and they're indoors and they only have like two sets but i think this movie was probably made with much more of a shoestring budget than the other ones hence you know shooting in present day you don't have to build sets you just go downtown in san francisco um Mm. and i don't know i'm sure there was other stuff oh um the guy who's interviewing uh checkoff when he's captured Mm -hmm. i don't i don't understand what he's going for acting wise like it seems like he's trying to be too comedic i think he thinks he's in a children's movie or something it's weird yeah i just didn't like i feel like this shouldn't have been a movie and i think this was more um save the world kind of uh, or you know save the planet kind of movie like it's a psa uh which is not bad because you know you have star trek which is a big franchise and then you have this message about saving the world like obviously people are going to go see it and i went to go read the reviews and a lot of people go it's not a bad movie but it's like this was in theaters correct oh yeah it had to be yeah like i i read the reviews like oh this is uh you know should never made like the big screen I don't know, because there's a lot of movies that do this these days. It's rather history, actually. Uh, I do like that they give a nod to you know, rest in peace, Challenger, which was uh, I was like, oh yeah, the 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 movie's dedicated to the astronauts who lost their lives in the Challenger disaster. Mm-hmm. In 1986, that's when the movie came out too. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, November of '86 is when the movie came out. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the music. I mean, the music was just, like, blah. Um, I didn't care for the plot at all. I I understood the message that they needed to get these whales so that they could get the alien probe out of there. Um, I do like... What I do like is that the Klingon, when they're, like, in the courtroom area, like, I want Kirk dead or we're just going to be at war forever. There's not going to be any peace. Yeah. Klingons are just fucking assholes. True. Yeah, I mean, that's that's who they are. Yeah. Other than that, like, I'm trying to think of stuff, and I just can't think of something worth to talk about. Uh, yeah, but I think this movie's greatest sin is that it's, like, it's just kind of passable. And I don't want that to sound like a harsh criticism of it. I like this movie. This movie's very entertaining. If someone puts it on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna object. I'm gonna say, Oh, the voyage home, right on, I'll watch the voyage home. But it's not, you know, it's not as good as Rathacon, but what is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like all the action or the 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 interesting baddie that um Search for Spock did. And honestly it has less mystery than Search for Spock did too. But again, this movie set out to be more comedic and it nails that but did it need to be does a star trek theatrical movie specifically one that concludes a trilogy of movies really need to be this comedic i don't know it's still entertaining but i think that's that's what's wrong with it and it's it's why we don't have as much to say about it is it just sets out i feel like it it lowers the bar and it like oh look i did it i i met my expectations but the expectations of the other movies 
as far as the the filmmakers go, their expectations seem so much higher than this one. This one, it kind of seemed like, well, we got to conclude the story. Let's try to make it funny. Well, and that's it. And the other ones were like, let's let's tell this this grandiose story. Let's have this interesting villain. Let's have all this character development. And in this one, it's just kind of, oh, there's going to be some gags and they'll get some whales. Oh, and also um, save the whales, save the planet, which great message, but I, I don't know. It, it's a lot to hang the science fiction trilogy on. Well, that's, I, it felt like a TV show. Like, it didn't feel like a movie at all. Yeah, it's because the, the, the there's a problem instead of a villain. And mm. you can make a big movie like that, but uh, people need to see a bad guy, I think. Yeah, and the alien probably was just not a bad guy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't even that interestingly designed. Just a big cylinder with like a, a globe that is in a suspended in a beam of light. It's kind of, I don't get it. And they focused way too much on that probe, too. Like when the whale, you know, obviously sang back to the, the probe. It reminded me a lot of the motion picture. But, like, V'ger was so much bigger and cooler and more interesting and more mysterious. And they tried to hearken back to that. They tried to, to recapture some of that magic for the alien probe in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it just doesn't work. Well, the thing is, you know, when the whales sang, is like they focused for a really long time of that little ball going back into the hole. And I'm like, what was the payoff of that? That, you know, finally they, you know, heard it, so they're going to go on their way. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, like, I don't need to see whatever's inside that ship. But my thing is, they should have shortened that scene a little bit. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> we got the message, bye. Not just have this run out, let me put the ball back in the hole. All right, we're going. I don't know that it, that was weird to me. Um, mm. What can I say? I recommend this film. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if for no other reason than it follows Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, this you have to recommend this movie. But even on its own, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I I laughed. Um, I laughed and then I said hooray. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they saved the planet. And I, I thought it was really cool when they see the whales obviously, you know, uh, live on the 23rd century. Like they were all having fun in the water. I really. What's that? There be whales. There be whales. And like Kirk <laughs> pulls Spock into the water. By the way, I never knew that Spock was half human. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the point. Yeah, that's why I guess he has, like, half feelings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's always, like, trying to fight his human half. He he needs to be completely logical. Mm Mm-hmm. The... What do you think of the mother scene? Did you think that was good enough for him to, like, drive to have feelings? Like... Somewhat. It, It was... It served to set up what was happening. And I do really like the payoff. Uh, do you have a message for your mother? Yes. Tell her I feel fine. And it's like, what? I do like the, the, te- <coughs> the test that he takes and like the computer is like really talking really fast. 
Yeah, that computer doesn't have time for anyone's shit. Mm -hmm. I got to give 1,200 more SATs today. Let's get this out of here. I was like, how do you feel? How do you feel? I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, By the way, did the father of Spock change, or or is that the same person? Because I felt like he looked different in the last Um, one. I thought he was the same guy. Sarek, Mark Leonard. I think it's always been played by him. Uh, yeah, it's the same guy. Okay. Maybe the makeup was a little different in this one. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's in the Undiscovered Country, too. Good for him. I can't wait to finish all these. Well, we got a, we, we got a hump to get over. Uh, Undiscovered Country is awesome. I love that movie. But <sighs> next week, we got to watch The Final Frontier. I'm guessing that's bad. And how you saying that? Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but I don't like this movie. <laughs> this movie's stupid, okay? It um some people like it, and that's fine. It's it's got I'm not gonna say it's irredeemable. It it can be entertaining in points, but man, Final Frontier is stupid. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> next week. <laughs> Uh, we are going to be dis- discussing uh, the Final Frontier. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Final Frontier. Yeah, Star Trek Five, and I think we both agree that you know the Voyage Home we do recommend. Uh, but compared to the other ones, what I really want to say is like the first two started off with a good bang. To me, for me, I thought the search for Spock was a little weak, and now. The Voyage Home is on that same wavelength of being weak. And now, <laughs> judging by what you're saying about the Final Frontier, it seems like we're going on a little losing streak before we, you know, end it with a good good movie. Because I heard... Yeah, in, my, in my opinion, we finished strong. But, mm, gotta get through this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is Star Trek, and it kind of like a... In a way, with their TV shows, and there's a lot of fluff, but when it's good, it's good. So, oh yeah. So remember, everybody, to come back here for the uh, for some Final Frontier. Hopefully, we will be seeing some new movies for our now playing segment that we usually do. I need to see Star Wars four. I mean, Star Wars four, Toy Story four. Um, still need to see the Spider Man film. I think I'm gonna be seeing Spider Man next week. So. Yay! I don't know if Andy's going to be seeing it, but uh, I intend to try. Uh, I I still want to see The Dead Don't Die as well, but it's one of those stupid limited release movies, so I'm sure it'll be in theaters for. I've whined about this before. I, I don't need to retread old ground, but it'll be hard to see for me. Mm-hmm. And we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is coming out soon. God, July is going so quick. It's already July yeah. 10th. That means summer is almost over, but I'm in Florida, so summer is every day. <laughs> At least for me. Um, anything else? Are you working on any projects besides carpeting tomorrow? Any what? Projects or, you know, stuff? No, no, no. no nothing, nothing to talk about. Yeah, I have nothing uh, to talk about yet. I have things I want to plan but I just need to go to the drawing board and write shit down and plan. You need to put 
house back together. Hey, house is important. Important. You live in it. Um, as far as like escape from side quests, I think. I think the first thing we might be doing is Mario Maker for like a live stream or something. Cool. And you know, hear me yelling and shit, probably. But if you want to catch all our podcasts, go to novnetwork.podbean.com. That's where you can get Big Trouble Podcast, you can get Escape from Side Quest, and you can get me and Zach's podcast, uh, The Nemesis Project, where we go through all the Resident Evils. Uh, the next episode we're going to be doing uh, is going to be with Andy, or we're playing Resident Evil 4, or we're talking about Resident Evil 4. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, and I believe at the end of this month, me and Zach are doing our first episode of our wrestling podcast. A uh, lot of changes changes are happening in the WWE, where Paul Heyman is now in control of Raw, and Eric Bischoff is now in control of SmackDown. And apparently, they're going to be doing a draft, and they're going to be having somewhat of control. As I, I don't know how much control because Vince McMahon likes to micromanage everything. Mm-hmm. But hopefully... Aren't you going to talk about AEW? Yes. AEW, uh, I believe this Saturday is the Fight for the Fallen pay-per-view, which is free on uh, Bleacher Report Live. Yeah, they're stupid. Stupid. Yeah, but... It's AEW. You just got to get through the shitty uh, thing that they have. I understand. I just wish I could watch it anywhere else. I wish I could watch it on Amazon or YouTube or something. True. But, you know, that networks like to fucking have their own shit, and it's stupid. But That is TNT's fucking d- dumb thing. But I think that's all we got, you know, for episode 71 here. Uh, like I said, we're going to be watching The Final Frontier. Come back here. We'll talk about it. And then we have, what we got? We got two more. And then we're done with Star Trek. That means we're going to be announcing a new rank that we're, we're going to be done with Star Trek for now. Don't you worry. We'll get back to it one day. We'll watch the movies and then the new J.J. Abrams and other reboot. But not reboot, but prequel, but not prequel movies. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is weird. Yeah, so we got two more episodes for watching the movies, and then obviously the third one is when we make our final list. And then we have a little debate because both of our lists are not the same. So we we have to make a final one. But until next time, everybody, see you later. And, you know, have a good night. Bye. Thanks for listening.